Steroids, natural. Steroids, natural. Steroids? Hmm. The truth is actually that all of these guys at one point or another have been accused of taking steroids. Some of them are really muscular while others are not. So how exactly are you supposed to know what's actually possible to achieve naturally? Even though many steroid accusations prove to be true, there are also plenty of steroid accusations that are plain wrong. Many times if an athlete simply looks really muscular or shredded, a large chunk of people will immediately assume that such a physique wouldn't be attainable without performance enhancing drugs. Ironically, people that don't work out themselves are some of the first to jump on the steroid accusation bandwagon. They assume since they couldn't do it naturally, then no one else could do it either. However, the truth is that there are many variables that influence how much muscle someone can build naturally. And the very first variable that we have to touch on is of course genetics, because there is no doubt that having favorable muscle building genetics can go a very long way. However, even though genetics do matter, most people also believe that what you do with your diet, workout plan, and sleeping schedule is also extremely important. And scientific research supports this belief. The evidence actually shows that both genetics and environmental factors contribute about equally to muscle strength-related phenotypes and adaptations to exercise. And since there's a close link between strength and muscle mass as shown by various studies, it means that genetics and environmental factors should also have about an equal impact on how much muscle you can build. So the bottom line is that it is true that you can drastically improve whatever genetic hand you're dealt in life. But it's also true that someone with amazing genetics can wind up building much more muscle even while putting in much less work than someone with bad muscle building genetics. We can see a perfect example of having a big genetic edge by looking at a current powerlifting record holder named Andy Bolton. He himself said that he didn't even start weight training until he was 18 years old, and on his very first time, he was able to squat 500 pounds and deadlift 600 pounds. So yes, it's safe to say that genetics do matter, but exactly which genetic factors actually determine how much muscle you can build naturally, and how would you find out if you yourself have good or bad muscle building genetics? Well, some people take a DNA or genetic test, but even a good genetic test is only gonna look at around 20 of your genes. This is a problem because the Human Genome Project has identified over 20,000 genes present in every human being. So even if you look at one particular gene that might have an impact on muscle growth, it's still like looking at a single computer chip and trying to find out how the entire computer works based on that single chip. This is why researchers advise against taking genetic tests seriously. In fact, a 2016 review that looked at a bunch of studies on the topic had the researchers questioning if genetic tests could even predict athletic performance with any sort of accuracy. So you might be wondering, why are DNA tests so popular then? And the answer is simply because they bring in a lot of money. Now with all that said, there are a few factors that do seem to directly influence muscle building potential, and the primary one is frame size. For example, referring back to our powerlifter Andy Bolton, one thing that made him stronger without ever training than most lifters are even after years of training is that he has a very good build. That's how he makes his well-built powerlifting coach look tiny. Not only because he has more muscle, but also because his skeletal frame is massive. So the thicker your frame, the more muscle you can typically build around it. And we can see this playing out in studies that show that most people with big bones and joints carry more muscle naturally than their slimmer built peers. Other evidence also shows that world-class bodybuilders, Olympic lifters, and powerlifters all have a large frame size, making it a good predictor of success in those sports. So if it's a good predictor, how can you use frame size to determine your natural muscle building potential? 
Well, a natural bodybuilder actually came up with a formula after analyzing 300 title-winning natural bodybuilder and strength athletes from 1947 to 2010. The formula uses factors like your height, ankle circumference, wrist circumference, and body fat percentage to estimate your natural muscle building potential. Unfortunately, one downside is that the formula is pretty complex, especially if done with a pen and paper. But fortunately, there's an easy to use calculator that I'll link up in the description below. However, keep in mind, even though this formula is the most accurate option we have at this moment, it's not foolproof. For example, the formula doesn't take into account how well someone trains and eats. And I already mentioned that muscle growth is about 50% environmental. So this is a pretty important variable to leave out. Another issue is that the formula doesn't consider someone's hormonal profile, which can significantly impact muscle growth. And lastly, it requires you to take a bunch of measurements and measurements can easily be messed up if you take them at the wrong measuring sites. So there are a couple less complicated ways to estimate your natural muscle building potential. But the problem is that the simpler methods also tend to be less accurate, but they can still give you a rough estimate of what you can expect, especially when combined with the formula I just went over. One of these methods was developed by a well-known researcher and natural bodybuilder, Lyle McDonald. He made the table that you see on the screen now to show exactly what you can expect. And all in all, according to his model, you can gain around 37 to 46 pounds of muscle during your first four years of lifting weights. After that, additional growth comes very slowly, down to only about a few pounds per year. So to illustrate this better, if you start your lifting journey at 150 pounds, you should be able to reach 187 to 196 pounds after packing on muscle throughout the first four years of training. Now, even though this model can be helpful, there are a couple pitfalls. First, it's designed only for men. Women can expect to gain muscle at about half the rate that men can in Lyle's model. So that would be about between 19 and 23 pounds over the first four years. Another issue is that his model is designed for people who eat, sleep, and train properly. If you're inconsistent or you don't have the muscle building fundamentals in check, you won't progress at his outline rates. And finally, the last issue is that his model doesn't factor in things like your age. If you're in your 20s or early 30s, you can generally gain muscle faster than those who are older due to more favorable hormonal profiles for muscle growth. So to more accurately predict how much muscle you can build naturally, not only should you use the two methods I just went over, but you should also be looking at three other things. The first one is your birth weight. Research shows that the bigger you were as a baby, the more muscular you're likely to become as an adult. As a reference, the average weight of a newborn is about seven and a half pounds, and anything under five and a half pounds is considered clinically underweight. Second, you could look at your 2D, 4D ratio, which is the ratio between your index finger and your ring finger. This may sound like pseudoscience, but it could actually be an indicator of how much muscle you can build. That's because having a shorter index finger and a longer ring finger indicates that you've had more exposure to testosterone while in the womb. This actually explains why research shows that people with a low 2D to 4D ratio, or in other words, people that have a short index finger and a long ring finger, have a higher potential for strength sports, as well as a wide range of other physical activities. To do this test on yourself, it's best to use your right hand because oddly enough, research shows that the right hand is a better predictor of prenatal testosterone exposure than the left. So place your right hand flat on a table with your fingers pressed against each other and observe the difference between your index finger and your ring finger.
Finally, the third and final predictor of how much muscle you can build may have to do with your racial phenotype. Based on the available data, the phenotypes in order of best genetic potential for muscle growth to worst is black, then Caucasian, and then Asian. But make sure that you take this last factor with a grain of salt because the evidence is not definitive on this topic and there are obviously plenty of examples of all different people with different racial backgrounds successfully building a ton of muscle both naturally and unnaturally. Also in general, I have to go back to one of the main points that I mentioned before, environmental factors make up 50% of your results when it comes to building muscle. Thanks to this, at the end of the day, there's no reason why you should limit yourself just because you think that you have bad genetics. Ultimately, by working harder and by doing the right things in the kitchen and in the gym, you can reach the top of your genetic potential just by staying consistent. And even if you don't have the biggest frame or the ability to squat 500 pounds on your first try, it doesn't change the fact that you owe it to yourself to get into the best shape that you possibly can for yourself. Everyone has the ability to pack on a lot of pounds of muscle naturally. And pushing genetics aside, the two factors that are fully in your control are consistency and how well you structure your workout sessions and your diet. Hard work and consistency really go a long way and in many cases, putting in the consistent action required will yield better results than just having genetics on your side. One last thing that I do wanna mention, many people within the fitness community talk about men being able to build about one to two pounds of muscle per month, while women can only build about half a pound to one pound of muscle per month. Even though this can be used as a guesstimate of how much muscle you'll build, there's no research definitively backing this up, so just keep that in mind. To get a more accurate prediction, you're better off sticking with the methods that I talked about earlier. That about wraps it up guys. I hope that you now have a better idea of what's actually achievable naturally based on your particular situation. If you enjoyed the video, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Also, since your workout and diet plan will highly determine how much muscle you can build and how great of a physique you can develop, it's very important that you're doing the right things to maximize your results. So if you want a done-for-you program that's helping my clients naturally gain pound after pound of muscle without all the fat gain that's typically associated with bulking, then visit my website. Our programs come with a full video exercise library, a progressive weekly updated workout plan, a customizable diet plan, and an accountability coach to guide you through the entire process. To find out more, click the link below in the description, or you can visit my website directly at gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon.